The following is a production of JSC Media. Stay, Stay ready. ready. You're listening to the People's Podcast. I was honest. Was I brutally honest? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that that's the problem. Everybody's so scared to be honest with one another. This is JSC Radio. Well, obviously, you know, the president has talked about liberating uh, Michigan, uh, you know, encouraging people who aren't social distancing while they're protesting, um, protesting his own guidelines. Uh, He says you're just being too tough on his own guidelines. Just the logic of the protest. I mean, protest is a, you know, is a is a great thing in this country. But uh, I don't understand the logic behind they're protesting in support of the president, but against his own guidelines. Uh, what, what, where do you see these protesters? I mean, now, how do you see this in the grand scheme of what is going on? Well, let me just just explain one thing. You know, Michigan has got the 10th largest population in the country. We have the third highest death rate in the country. We have a unique problem here in Michigan. I know that um, the story of young Skylar Herbert has been acknowledged on CNN, a five-year-old who lost her battle with COVID-19, two parents who are frontline first responders. This is a unique problem that we are confronting in Michigan, and it calls for a tough solution. I do have some of the most aggressive Um, actions on the books in our nation because I've got one of the worst problems in our nation. I am trying to save lives here. And so while we can respect and revere the right of dissent, the right to demonstrate right now in this moment to do so in such an irresponsible way endangers the lives of others. And a momentary sacrifice, which is staying home today, is not just about limiting someone's liberties, it's about ensuring that another person has a right to live, our parents. And so that's why it's so important. And and so when I see demonstrations come together where people are not social distancing, they're not wearing masks, they're handing things bare hand to bare hand to, to children passing out candy. I know that when they come from all different parts of our state, congregate and then go back, that we've got to be very careful and watching. Are we going to see a spread of COVID-19 in parts of the state that maybe didn't have it before? Because that's precisely how it spreads. You're listening to the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. How's it going? Hey now. My name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is the 111th episode of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio, but you can call it Jay Scott Confidential. How the hell is everyone doing? I am coming to you directly from my bathroom here at the JSC Radio studios, if you will. No, but I I am serious. I actually am sitting in my bathroom and there'll be video to back that up. I want to thank each and every one of y'all who support this show. How, despite the fact it's been a few weeks since I've been able to do an episode, I want to thank each and every one of you who support this show across all the different podcast providers. We're talking about Apple Podcasts, iTunes, on SoundCloud and Stitcher, on Radio.com and TuneIn, on CastBox and Google, on Podchaser and Overcast, on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and every other damn place you get your podcasts. I want to shout out my man Doc Illingsworth as well as Mr. Awesome Jones, whose sound you heard 
the song Blue Chucks, which brings us into every single episode. Doc Illingsworth, whose music you hear all over the place, all the time on this podcast. He's been there from the very beginning. He's unbelievably dope. He had a tour that got basically shit canned as soon as this damn pandemic took off but he's such a great guy be sure to hit him up on all social media at illingsworth i-l-l-i-n-g-s-w-r-w-o-r-t-h awesome jones is o-s-s-i-m jones that's also his name on soundcloud be sure to check out doc illingsworth on spotify look his name up in fact i'm going to put the link to his spotify in the description of this podcast and in the video when you eventually see that too want to shout out each and every one of y'all who supports this show everywhere all the time follow me on social media i'm j scott smith at j scott smith j-a-y-s-c-o two t's s-m-i-t-h i am verified on twitter i am j scott smith on instagram j-a-y-s-c-o two t's s-m-i-t-h i am real j scott smith on facebook be sure to follow the show on social media everywhere at jsc radio and of course you already know we're on youtube why else but I'd be sitting here doing this video. Oh yeah, IGTV as well. You can also spy these videos on, on Instagram too. But on YouTube, it's bit.ly slash JSCTube for your viewing pleasure. Because so many of us, so many parts of this country and really all over the world, because we've got listeners all parts of the world. And I want to thank you to each and every one of y'all, no matter where you are, whether you're in the United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, whether your ass is over in the UK, you're out in Spain, you're out in Japan, South Korea, get a lot of listeners out there, Australia, New Zealand, I see you. Big up to anybody who's randomly listening in the Middle East, like in the UAE or, oh boy, in Saudi Arabia, or out in Germany, people who are checking the show out in Bosnia, I get a lot of listens around the world, of course, and in, in the motherland and the African nations like Ghana and Nigeria and South Africa, where we've gotten plenty of spins before, too. All you guys, thank you. Damn it. Thank you. This is episode 111, and this is certainly not how I ever envisioned episode 111 being. I'll say that much. This is uh, This is strange. I will say that. This is a uh, very, very strange. I'm coming to you from my bathroom. And those who might be watching this video on the video format, I should say, I actually am sitting in my bathroom here in Philadelphia. This is not a gimmick. This is not a joke. And the message I want to get out there to you guys, whether you're grinding on podcasts and studios, whether somehow, some way you have a studio set up in your crib, which I could only imagine what that's like, or if you've just been trying to find ways to survive out here, I'm with you. I'm a part of a select group known as the essential worker being a professional journalist. And I've always said that this podcast and that professional job don't mix. This is independent. That other job is not. The, the gig that pays me, well, one of the gigs that pays me, it's not. And it's been interesting, needless to say. I, I don't even know really what to think because I don't think it's been said enough in the last few weeks. We're all living in one of the weirdest damn timelines. This is the strangest real-life episode of Black Mirror anybody could ever imagine. The last episode of this show that aired was the one with Dr. Jennifer Caudill. And by the way, shouts out to Dr. Jen. Oh, my God. Shouts out to her. And I don't think people realize that she's an even better human being than she is simply a doctor. She's an incredible doctor, an incredible person, and a personality. But she's even a 
just a much better human being than ever before. So I want to shout her out and thank her so much for coming on and doing what turned out to be until now, the last recorded episode of this podcast. And um, this has been strange. And see, I'm saying this is someone who actually still goes out and works and has gone out into the into society, if you will, these last six weeks. It's been six weeks? Well, it's been four weeks. Well, whatever the case may be, it's been a long time. We ain't been normal for a minute. And I will tell you, as a, quote, essential worker, and yes, as a journalist, we are essential. We literally have, like, you know, things to back that up. We are essential. But we're not nearly in the same predicament as people who work in stores, people who work in healthcare, the first responders, the people who have to deal with the public all the time. In the media business, this is just bizarre because you have news anchors on TV, not on radio, but on TV, doing whole shows from their living rooms, doing whole live hits from their living rooms. You have I am, I'm friends with a few of the weather casters. Katie Fellinger, hey, what's happening? She's not even on TV anymore, but she's one of the few weather casters that I'm really good people with. And hopefully I'm going to get at least, hopefully I'm going to get another one of them on this podcast in the near future and introduce the world to her as well. But um, the weather casters doing weather forecasts from their, their living rooms and news anchors and news reporters doing live hits from their basement or from their man cave. I've randomly seen on the NFL network and ESPN where they're doing all these different shots and segments sitting in living rooms and in studies and everything else. Meanwhile, I'm sitting my ass in my bathroom, but as someone who has gotten to leave the house, I can tell you this has been very bizarre and it's also been it's been a, it's, I guess it's been an opportunity to kind of be self-reflective of sorts. I mean, I mean, you think about it. This is like put the entire world on pause. And as a journalist, for example, this has been one of the most stressful, weirdly eye-opening time periods I've ever seen in my life as I adjust my glasses in my life. And it's weird because you try to go about doing something that resembles normal, but your brain is elsewhere. Because here's the thing. There's a level of paranoia out there in the world right now because everybody's dealing with it, and you've seen it in the numbers of the, of the healthcare workers, the first responders, the police officers, firefighters, the EMTs who have been getting sick from this. And I will tell you something. If you're somebody with anxiety issues like me, the day when my sinuses and my allergies decided they wanted to F with me for a little while and I got a good hard sneeze in and I felt a scratch in the back of my throat and I panicked. I freaked out. I've got two of my dad's sisters have each gone through COVID, each of them. One in Arizona, one in Atlanta. Both of them have since been released from the hospital. They're still recovering. One was in really deep trouble. She was on a ventilator for almost two weeks. They had to put her into a medically induced coma. This, this is very real, man. And when you have this weird paranoia, this weird feeling that you don't know if it jumps you or not, you can take every precaution. I'm not wearing a mask because I'm sitting in my bathroom in my apartment, but 
wearing the masks out in public now. That's especially a thing here in Pennsylvania as well as in New Jersey, nearby New Jersey. Delaware doesn't have that as of yet, but apparently they're getting there. I want to shout out all my people in New York City. I got a lot of friends, and I know a lot of good people. One of them's going to be on episode 112 of this podcast, by the way, who are up in New York City right now, who are, this is, you think it's weird for us in Philadelphia? Oh my God, how strange is that shit in New York City? And this has got us all tied up in knots. Walking into buildings where you have to get temperature checks. Going into places where you can't enter a store now, not in Pennsylvania, without a mask on. The washing your hands. Okay, now, I'll I'll be honest with you. I wash my hands religiously anyway. So, for me, this is not as much of an issue. But I know, for some of y'all, that's a problem. Wash your damn hands, you nasty bastards. All of you. But the washing of the hands and the constantly looking over the shoulder and you're worried about any interaction you have. I go for walks when I leave work. Usually do about three miles. And some days that trail is totally empty. And some days that trail has got people bunched up on it and it makes me effing nervous. I normally, when we get to this time of the year, it's mid-April. NBA playoffs are supposed to have started a few days ago. Stanley Cup players are supposed to have started. This is the time of year where business is supposed to be picking up socially. In a city like Philadelphia, for those of you who haven't been to Philly, when this city wakes up, it is amazing. It's amazing. And it feels like COVID and coronavirus, whichever one you want to call it, has kind of robbed us of that. And we don't know how long this is going to go. There's no vaccine. There's no discernible treatment that is known to work. You're just kind of out here on an island trying to figure out what to do. And it's crazy. And you try not to go stir crazy in in places. Again, I'm lucky somewhat. I don't have to be locked down 24-7. And leaving the crib is still an adventure. It's just as nerve-wracking as being in the crib. It's strange. It's weird starts to F with your head and you start to worry and you start to panic and you get to thinking about your family. My dad's two sisters, they're, they, they're going to come out on the other side of this. They both were able to kick out of this, but it was close. My parents are in their 70s and it's, it's scary. Black people are dying in much larger numbers of this than anybody else. Black and brown people are being victimized by this heavily, heavily. And no, I know this is not the time to go all I told you so. But to those of you who got butt hurt because I called you out because you were peddling that immunity nonsense and talking that 5G crap, which is strangely, that's the kind of straight line that a lot of people went. For those of you who got a little butt hurt and had a problem with me calling you out on your, your foolishness as you were putting out that misinformation about being immune to this disease when the whole time I knew If it rains on one segment of this country, it floods the hood. If you got a problem with that, too bad. I wish you were right, but I knew you were wrong from the very beginning. I just didn't know it was going to be as devastating. I look at a city like Detroit, my hometown. My parents still live in the Detroit area. That concentrated region in southeast Michigan where most of the cases are. I look at cities like Chicago where I spent so much time the last 
12, 15 years. One of those places is heavily concentrated. One of my favorite cities in the country is New Orleans, and they got hit hard by this. Florida's about to get drilled by this thing because they're run by idiots. Same with Georgia, where, not so coincidentally, one of my aunts lives, and a few other members of my family live. And I can't go down there to visit them. I can't go home to Detroit to check my parents out because I wouldn't know where to stay, and I wouldn't want to risk possibly infecting them because, you know, some people may have it, and they have no symptoms, and it just passes right on through. You never know. This is a difficult time, and if there's one thing that makes me nervous, it's not even just the fear of getting the disease. It's the fear of what it could do to the people you care about, and that's that's the thing that really drives me batty about this more than anything else. If it just meant me being alone, hell, I've been largely an introvert for most of my life. I'm an only child. If it meant me being alone most of the day, most of the time, most of the week, hell, I'm alone most of the time anyway, either when I'm on the road or when I'm in my office or whatever. It's not a big deal. But the idea that just the mere presence of me being around my parents or around my close friends or around family members could put them in danger, that's wild, dude. That's wild. It shows you where we are right now as a society. This is wild, man. This is unprecedented. I hate to use the very cliched phrase, these are unprecedented times. But no, this shit is unprecedented. And I don't think any of us, when we come out on the other side of this, and damn it, we're going to come out on the other side of this. This country won't be the same. The society won't be the same. And I don't think we'll be the same either. And that's the thing that really gets me more than anything else is we are, we're living through it. Like we're really, really living through it, man. And I do everything I can to stay sane. I do everything I can to keep the anxiety down as much as I possibly can, but I know it's hard. And Anybody who's trying to rush us back because of your precious economy, first off, F you. You don't care about the economy. You sure as hell don't care about people committing suicide. You don't care about the, the after effects and the ripple effects of poverty. Or maybe you care now because it's not just the black people going through it. There, I said it. Might as well just, let's just call a spade a spade. But for those of you trying to rush back to society... F off. We're all trying to get back there, but let's be smart about this. If people are sick constantly, the economy is going to suffer, you Dender Mifflins. And no amount of red hat wearing and screaming about the Constitution that you really don't give a shit about anyway is going to change that. And I'm not putting my parents' life and my family's life and my friend's life in danger because you want to go play golf or buy grass seed or buy a flag, F you, and F that grass seed too. I ain't got time for this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of all this. We'll get through this. Somehow, some way, we'll get through this. I do believe in science, especially enough to know that there is a scientist out there who's going to turn over a vaccine on this. And God damn it, when that thing is approved, I'm first in line. And all you anti-vaxxers, keep that same energy because I don't need those lines being any longer because now you suddenly want to get back on the program. Point blank. This is something we got to get through. And something else I will say, 
it's okay not to be okay through all this. It's okay not to be able to handle this all the time. It's pretty fucked up. And we're all trying to get through this the best way we can. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to freak out a little bit. It's okay not to be okay through this because this shit ain't okay. To quote my man from Pulp Fiction, we're pretty fucking far from okay. And that's all right. We'll get to the other side of this. If you live in a state that actually gives a damn about its people and is actually having people shelter in place, listen to them. Put your mask on. Wash your hands. Maintain social distancing. They say six feet. I'm staying at least 12 feet away from you because I don't trust any of you. I'm joking. I'm staying at least eight feet, though. Maintain your social distance. Keep in contact with your family the best way and your friends the best way you know how. The thing that sucks the most about this is being able to hug people. Dap people up, pat somebody on the back, high five them. We don't have that right now because you can't because you never know. You don't want to have these filthy people have been that you deal with. Screw going to restaurants or anything like that. Just something as simple as, as hugging a friend or hugging a family member, hugging your mom or, or high fiving your dad. This sucks, man. And I don't know when things are going to get relatively close to where they should be. Because we don't know. Nobody knows. That's what makes this so weird and so scary. Nobody knows. We just know it ain't going to be no time in the next week or two weeks. The saint just going to suddenly rise up and one day it's going to be just disappear like magic. Hmm. As somebody said, even though they try to deny saying it. That's what videotape is for, dumb dumb. But I want y'all to know that we're all in this. And my daily routine is getting up and figuring out what the hell to do in terms of whether it's dealing with my class. And this semester is coming to an end officially this week. Dealing with my class and dealing with my just everything. And I wonder what it's like for a lot of you guys out there. If you're listening to this, it's been interesting trying to put a podcast together. It's been interesting trying to put guests together. I was able to get a guest for 112, working on getting one for 113 and 114 and 115 as well. But this has got everybody turned inside out. And hopefully you've been able to keep your feet on the ground and you've been able to keep your head in the game. But remember, if not, it's okay not to be okay. Because a lot of us just ain't okay with this shit, man. It's not. It's off. It's not right. It's it's completely not right. And it's okay to not be okay with this at all. But we will survive. We will push through. If you've got a family member who suffered from COVID, I feel for you. I'm there with you. I lost people I know. I nearly lost both my aunts. Dude I went to high school with, Michigan State rep, Isaac Robinson, three years old, three years older than me, gone. This is not, this ain't right. This ain't normal. Cities that are copiously black being ravaged by this. Families, whole families getting taken down by this. None of this is okay. And it's okay not to be okay. 
but we also keep pushing and we keep fighting and we do the right thing. Be smart. Be smart. F this economy. Be smart. This economy don't mean nothing if you ain't here to actually do anything with it. Be smart and continue to keep pushing. For more information on how to identify symptoms of COVID-19 and looking for more information on everything else dealing with it, go to cdc.gov. I'll put that link in this description as well. You guys take care of yourselves out there. I have a guest coming for episode 112, which will be dropping later on this week. But until next time, take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Until later this week when episode 112 drops. But until then, goodbye, everybody. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part. Because we're all hashtag alone together. You're listening to the People's Podcast. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. This is JSC Radio. This is a presentation of JSC Media. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.